Scripture this evening is going to come from Acts chapter 15. I'm going to read verses 36 through 41. Acts 15, 36 through 41. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark. But Paul thought best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement, so they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches." This morning I stood up in the pulpit, so tonight I'll stand down here. How's that for a trade-off? You just never know where I'm going to be. Really glad to see all of you this evening. Really glad for all of you who've joined us online. I know there's a lot of folks out there, I'm talking to the camera right now, who are stuck at home and you're dealing with kids that are sick or spouses that are ill. We want you to know something. We want you to know that if you need anything, I know these may be some long days ahead for you. If there's anything at all that you need, you can reach out to us and we want to help. And I'll just make it easy for you. Send me a text, give me a phone call, and I'll make sure that whatever the need is, if we can help you in any way, I'll make sure that need is made known to the right people. And for those of us who are here and those of us who are able to get out and about, make sure that you're checking on folks that you know are stuck at home and make sure if there's anything that we can do that we're trying to help and and be concerned about and love one another. That's what the gospel calls us to do. I told Jeff this story earlier, so I'll just tell it to you. You know that there was a time, the preacher story, there was a preacher that had gone to a small congregation and one, one year there was a terrible snowstorm and only one farmer showed up. And the preacher looked at the farmer and the farmer looked at the preacher and the preacher said, well, what should we do? I mean, you're the only one that showed up. And the farmer said, well, preacher, if only one cow came to the barn at feeding time, I'd still, I'd still feed it. So the preacher said, all right, well, I'll, I'll feed you. And he stood up and he preached his sermon. I mean, he had a long sermon. It was emphatic. It was emotive. And he was, he was just going to town preaching his sermon. And when he was finished, the farmer on the way out the, out the door said, preacher, if that one cow came to the barn, I wouldn't have given him the whole bale of hay. <laughs> Try not to give you the whole bale of hay tonight. Open your Bibles if you haven't already done so to Acts chapter 15. One of the most fascinating passages in Scripture because it deals with two men who loved each other, who loved the Lord and loved the Lord's work, but they couldn't see eye to eye about something. And as much as unity is a big, major theme of the New Testament, being unified in Christ. I mean, Paul's the one that wrote the words by inspiration that we ought to do our best to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, Ephesians 4, verse 3. Paul and Barnabas had to go their separate ways. And there are some things that we need to understand and learn from this particular passage in Acts 15, verses 36 through 41. Just to give you some background on Paul and Barnabas, we know their names a little bit, but just think about what they had already done together by Acts 15. These men were friends. Barnabas is the first one who took Saul when he was still Saul and introduced him to the church in Acts 9, verses 26 and 27. They loved each other. Barnabas was called Barnabas because his name meant son of encouragement. And Paul, of course, is the beloved Paul who is the writer of many New Testament books. They're friends. 
And not only that, but when you look over in Acts 13, especially in verse 2, it is the Holy Spirit who says, separate for me Barnabas and Saul. I have a purpose for them. And he sends them on a missionary journey. So it was God that had brought them together, these two men, and they had worked together. In Acts 14, verse 26, after that missionary journey, they returned to Antioch, and the Bible says they were commended to the grace of God for the work that had been done. And not only had they worked together, God had worked with them. In Acts 14, verse 27, they related to the church. They gave their mission report about all that God had done with them. And so Paul and Barnabas, this is a match made in heaven. These two men love each other. They love God. They love people's souls. They love God's word. What's not to like about that relationship? They'd worked together in the past. Everything was going great. Everything had gone really well. Not only that, but when you look at Acts 15, if you look at verses 25 and 26, Acts 15, verse 25, they call Paul and Barnabas, our beloved Paul and Barnabas. That's interesting. They're going to send these two men to bring a difficult message to Gentile congregations about what's required for salvation. And they pick Paul and Barnabas. They call them our beloved men. In verse 26 of Acts 15, it says that they had risked their lives for the sake of Jesus Christ. So Paul and Barnabas They got along, they worked together, they did really important work together, and God was with them in the work that they had done. And they start to plan in Acts 15 verse 36 to work together again. But the Bible says in Acts 15 verse 39 that there is a sharp disagreement between the two men. A sharp contention, some translations say. And it's about that that I want to speak for a few moments tonight. The fact that these two men with their background, with their abilities, with their talents, they could not see eye to eye about something and they went their separate ways. It's really surprising, isn't it? After all, they're, they're supposed to speak the same thing and be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10. These men are supposed to love each other as Christ loved the church. They are supposed to be the kind of people that are exemplary in their faith. They're models of what it means to serve and follow Jesus Christ. And yet there's a sharp disagreement between the two. Four insights this evening, four lessons that we can learn from what happens with Barnabas and Paul on this particular occasion. Here's lesson number one. Faithful brethren may long to work together. Look at Acts 15, verse 36. Paul and Barnabas in Acts 15, verse 36, they say, Let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. That's their plan. This is what they had already done. In Acts 13, verse 1 through Acts 14, verse 27, Paul and Barnabas had gone through Syria and Cilicia and into Asia Minor, and they had preached the gospel everywhere they went. And new congregations had been established and people had been brought to the Lord. They'd already work together and the work that they had done was successful again it's not as if they tried this and you know what we just we just didn't get along Barnabas has a caustic personality Paul's hard to talk to none of that they had worked together and it had gone extremely well so they made these plans in Acts 15 verse 36 
Paul comes to Barnabas. Barnabas comes to Paul. They start talking together. Let's go back to the brethren. Let's go back to the churches that we've already established and let's talk to those brethren about their faith. Let's work together again. And it sounded like a great idea. They longed to work together. And even today, faithful brethren who have worked together in the past and who have gotten along together may still look to the future and long to work together once again. But the second insight from Acts chapter 15, verses 36 through 41 is this. Faithful brethren may have sincere disagreements in areas of judgment. Faithful brethren sometimes may have sincere disagreements in areas of judgment. Now, look at what happens in Acts 15, beginning in verse 37. It says, Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. And there's a background there we'll talk about in just a moment. But Paul insisted, verse 38, that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia. See the way Luke puts it there in verse 38. He's telling you what Paul's problem is with all this. John Mark's a Christian. Why can't he come? Because, Paul says in verse 38, he had not gone with us. He had departed from us in Pamphylia and not gone with us to the work. And then the contention became so sharp, verse 39, that they parted from one another couple of things about this disagreement. The nature of it, it is not a doctrinal disagreement. These men are not differing on questions like, who is Jesus? And what must I do to be saved? And how is the church to be organized? And what does God want elders to be? And what does God desire of us when it comes to morality and the way we're living our lives? Those questions are not on the table. Those are not the point of disagreement. Again, the Bible commands us when it comes to doctrinal matters to be joined together of the same mind and the same judgment. The Bible commands us to do that. And Paul and Barnabas are not differing on that. But the specific of the disagreement goes back to this man, John Mark. I had to make this PowerPoint in a hurry because, you know, things happen quickly this weekend. Acts 13, 13 is the reference you should have on the PowerPoint. Acts 13, verse 13. And that passage, Acts 13, 13, says that when they were in the middle of their missionary journey, it just makes one statement there in Acts 13, 13. It says, John Mark left them. He departed from them. Doesn't tell you why he departed. I'd like to know, wouldn't you? I'd like to know what it was about the journey, about the work that they were doing. Did John Mark get homesick? Did John Mark get upset with something that was happening? Was John Mark afraid? Because everywhere they went, the gospel was antagonized. People turned against Paul and Barnabas everywhere they went. Even though faithful people were turning to the Lord, there was also a lot of hostility. And maybe it was just too much heat for John Mark to take. But whatever reason, John Mark left them high and dry in the middle of their missionary work. And so Paul says, no, we're not going to take John Mark. And Barnabas says, yes, we are going to take John Mark. And they have a sincere disagreement in an area of judgment. Now, when you think about this, it's not just a disagreement, but the Bible calls it a sharp contention. Paul and Barnabas exchanged words, and there was a sharp contention. I don't know what that argument sounded like, but Paul and Barnabas were both dug in pretty deeply. 
They weren't going to change. They weren't going to alter. They weren't going to, they weren't going to uh, compromise in any way, shape, or form. And that brings us to our third insight from this passage tonight. Faithful brethren may sound compelling in their opinions. That is to say, you've never had an opinion that you thought was the wrong opinion. And I've never had an opinion that I thought was the wrong opinion. You know, I'm just really holding on to this. I think it's the wrong thing to do, but I'm holding on to this. and I'm going to stand for this and I'm going to fight for this. That's not the way we work. And when we have opinions, every one of us has a line of reasoning, a rationale for why we think the way we think and why we believe the way we believe and why we're doing the things we're doing. We have a rationale that at least for now makes sense to us. And you've got a rationale that at least for now makes sense to you. We're not talking about matters of doctrine here. We're talking about opinions. There is no thus saith the Lord. You must take John Mark with you. It's an opinion. Should we take him or not? Barnabas, let's just think about his argument, his line of reasoning. Barnabas wants to take John Mark. John Mark quit the first time around. But there's a couple things that you need to know about John Mark. In Colossians 4 verse 10, the Bible tells us that John Mark was a cousin of Barnabas. I find that fascinating. They were family. Barnabas was a cousin of John Mark. In Acts chapter 4 verse 36, the Bible gives us Barnabas's background. He is a Levite from Cyrus, Cyprus. And so Barnabas is related to John Mark and Barnabas has a background. He's a son of encouragement. And so as you think about Barnabas's argument, he's saying something like this. As he looks at John Mark, and as he looks at Paul, and as he thinks about the work ahead, Paul, think about what the work can do for John Mark. Second chances, they don't come around a great great number of times in our lives, but Barnabas is saying, John Mark needs a second chance. He's young. He's a man that's got potential, and we need to invest in him. That's Barnabas' personality. He's an encourager, son of encouragement. That's what we call Barnabas. And I would imagine, too, if you think about this contention, as Paul and Barnabas talk this through, I would imagine that Barnabas probably brought up some things like this. Paul, there was a time when I had to help you out, remember? There was a time when you tried to join the church in Jerusalem and everybody was afraid of you. And who was it that, who was it that believed in you, Paul, when everybody doubted you? It was me, Barnabas. And look at what's happened with your life and your ministry because I believed in you. I'm just doing the same thing with John Mark. Doesn't it make sense? Shouldn't we believe in this young man? Think of what the work can do for him. But then when you look at verse 38, you start to think about Paul's side of the argument. Paul seems to be saying something like this. Barnabas, I hear what you're saying. I know John Mark has potential. I know John Mark is a good man. But John Mark is the one who made that decision to leave us in Acts 13, 13. He's the one who decided that he was going to abandon us in our time of need. 
And the work of God is too great to risk taking him with us again. Think of the damage that could be done if people find out that a second time John Mark has left us. Think of the damage that could be done if John Mark isn't up to the task once again. God's work is great. God's work is demanding. And we cannot afford to take this risk with John Mark. There are other ways John Mark can serve Jesus Christ. He doesn't have to go with us on the missionary journey in order to go to heaven. He could still be saved. He could still be faithful. This is not essential, and it's not right that we should take him again. Oh, and by the way, Barnabas, you remember that first missionary journey? You remember what happened? When we got to Antioch, Acts 13, verse 50, we got run out of town. And then we went to the next town, Iconium, in Acts 14, verses 5 and 6. And we were almost stoned. And then when we got to the next town, Lystra, in Acts 14, verses 19 and 20, I was stoned. And the Bible says that Paul was left for dead. They thought he was dead. They had thrown rocks at him until there was no life left in him, it looked like. And Paul could say to Barnabas, look. John Mark wants to come with us, but I want you to remember, Barnabas, those people that threw rocks at us have not moved somewhere else. They're still there in Lystra and in Derby, and Iconium and Antioch. They're still living there and we're going to have to confront them because they're going to see us when we come back to these places and preach again. You really want to bring John Mark into that? God's work is too important. Here's a question for you to think about. Who's right? Paul or Barnabas, who's right? I suspect you probably lean one way or another. You probably have kind of an opinion that, you know, if it were me, this is is the side I would take. But really, who's right? Both arguments are compelling. And both arguments are very, very reasonable when you think about the arguments that both of these men would make, whether or not to take John Mark. And it becomes, for both of these men, a matter of conscience. For both of these men, it becomes a matter of conscience. What can you in good conscience do? Barnabas, can you in good conscience leave John Mark behind? Sorry, I can't. Paul, could you in good conscience take take John Mark with us? Sorry, I can't. I just can't do this. I I, I just don't think it would be good for God's work. These two men loved each other. They had worked together. They wanted to work together again. God had brought them together. God had worked with them. All those things were true. But on this point, there was a sharp disagreement. And by the way, don't you think they tried to think of all the possibilities? When you start to think of compromises and alternatives, what if we take John Mark with us and we just keep him on a real short leash? He only only does certain activities and is, is close to us in certain ways. Or what if we, you know, what if we go to a different set of places why don't we alter our plans for this journey paul wants to go back to the cities where they had been before but why don't we just take a different route and go to different places they probably thought of all those things but in the end they couldn't they just couldn't work together with john mark i want to point out along these lines because this was a matter of conscience for both paul and barnabas it would be sin for either of these men to violate their conscience. The Bible says in Romans 14, verse 23, that whatever is not of faith is sin. It would have been wrong for these men to just say, I don't believe in this and I don't think this is right, but I'm going to go forward with it anyway. These men had a conscience and a sensitive conscience, brothers and sisters and friends, is a good thing. 
We ought to appreciate when people have sensitive consciences, and we ought to respect that. But I also want you to notice, from what we know of Paul and Barnabas and what we see in this chapter, I want you to notice that these men did not start pushing agendas, they did not start playing politics, and they certainly didn't show any kind of malice or animosity toward one another. You know what happens when we have sharp contentions with others, and especially when it comes to this kind of stuff? We do a couple of things. In the first place, we try to make it personal. Your problem is that you don't, you know, you don't see things the way I do. And if you just came around to my way of thinking, you'd be doing a lot better. We don't, we try to make it personal. This is about your background. It's about your baggage. It's about your upbringing. It's about the way that you were raised. All those kinds of things. Paul and Barnabas don't seem to have done that. The second thing that people do, and this is really common, listen to what I'm about to say. When we have differences in matters of judgment, characteristically, we try to make them doctrinal. We try to take things that are matters of opinion, matters of judgment, and we make them doctrinal matters. Human nature. We need to listen very carefully to God's word when there are differences between people in matters of judgment. Because if it's a doctrinal matter, I know I'm right and they're wrong and I can tell them why they're wrong. Who's right, Paul or Barnabas? No pride, no self-interest, no agenda being pushed. And then third, it's fascinating to me that, as you know, Paul eventually changed his mind about all this. He eventually changed his mind about John Mark. Oh, Paul went on to a different work than Barnabas and John Mark did. But in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11, at the end of his life, Paul writes, Bring Mark with you, for he is useful to me in ministry. I'm glad that Paul wrote those words because it tells us that even somebody as dug in as Paul in his opinion in this matter could still see the good in a man like John Mark and still wanted to work with him in appropriate ways and appropriate times. Insight number four. When you look at Acts 15, verses 36 through 41, look at verse 39 and what happens. The contention became so sharp that, the, uh, sharp that they parted from one another, and so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And Paul went through Syria and Cilicia, that's where they wanted to go in the first place, strengthening the churches. God may use faithful brethren who differ in matters of judgment to his glory. God can do that. Barnabas takes John Mark and goes to Cyprus. That's where Barnabas was from. Evidently, that is where John Mark was from. And it might have been a really good situation for John Mark. He's back on his own stomping grounds. He's got friends. He's got family on Cyprus. And John Mark can do work with Barnabas that's going to build him up. And he's going to serve the Lord. And he's going to bring souls to Christ. Barnabas takes John Mark and believes in him and takes him there. Paul takes Silas and goes to Syria and Cilicia, eventually finds his way into Greece and Macedonia, and then goes back in the area where he and, John, he and Barnabas had tried to go in the first place. And the Bible says that everywhere they go, they're strengthening the churches. Let me tell you what these two men did not do. These two men, when they had a sharp contention, 
did not go their separate ways and slam doors and burn bridges. These two men, when they went their separate ways, they didn't start writing nasty letters about one another. They didn't go around gossiping about one another. In fact, let me just talk about what they didn't do. They didn't harbor malice or hatred toward one another. They didn't gossip. By the way, that's a temptation. When there's been a parting of the ways, hey, Paul, don't you think anybody asked Paul, where's Barnabas? You've come back to us. Why why isn't he with you? Paul's got a great opportunity. Well, let me tell you about what happened with Barnabas. Barnabas goes a separate way and some brother runs into him in a different town. Hey, Barnabas, why isn't Paul with you? Where is he? Well, let me tell you about what's going on with Paul. These men did not act that way. They didn't gossip about one another. They went on with the Lord's work and they did not burn bridges. They left open, both of them, the possibility of working together again. There are some times, even today, among brethren, where because of disagreements and matters of judgment, faithful brethren who want to work together have a sharp contention and go their separate ways. Years ago, as a younger preacher, I can remember Wendell Winkler. He was a great gospel preacher. He gave a bunch of advice to those of us who were younger preachers, and I still have all of his notes. But he talked about, as preachers, he talked about starting works and ending works. He said, young men, you're going to go to congregations and you're going to work with them, and here are some things to do when you start a work. Great advice. And here are some things you do when you end a work. A couple of the things that he said about ending a work are pertinent to this particular discussion. In the first place, he said, when you leave, be gracious and kind. When you have to leave, there's a parting of the ways, be gracious and kind. Don't walk out the door trying to set fire to everything and everybody. Even if you've been mistreated, you leave graciously. And then he said a second thing. Always leave so that you can return. Always leave in such a way so that you can come back to that place again. That's not just good advice for preachers that started in works. That is sound biblical advice for every single Christian who ever has to part ways because of a matter of judgment with another Christian or a congregation. God can use faithful brethren who disagree in matters of judgment for his glory. And wouldn't it be great if every time we had differences and we had separate ways, parting of the ways, wouldn't it be great if every time that happened that the church ended up being strengthened, that more souls ended up being brought to Christ, and that the work was multiplied? That's what happened with Paul and Barnabas. That needs to be what happens with us. Fascinating, fascinating account of two men who loved the Lord and loved each other but went their separate ways. Maybe you're here tonight, you're not a New Testament Christian, but you want to obey the gospel. There is no better time and no better place than right here and right now to put on Christ in baptism. If we can help you to obey God's word tonight, if we can pray with you, pray for you, please make your need known while together we stand and while we sing.